Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today on the podcast, we've got a bonus episode. John's out in the back of nowhere. I've sent him away on holidays with a good microphone and a good set of headphones. So we're going to have a quick chat. What up, John? Hello, Glenn. So whereabouts are you? Oh, look, I am in the little town called Minyip, which is about three hours northwest of Melbourne. Wow. And, and it's a uh, perfect eight degrees right now. Wow. And where do you, like from your house to Minyip, mm. how yep. long is that in the car? Uh, if you um, if you drove safely, it's probably about 12 and a half hours. Wow. Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, sometimes we do it in a day. Um, wow. Depends on what sort of uh, mood we're in. Yep. Mm. But yeah, two hundred people at max. So in the there's town. not in the town. Yeah. So um, wow. there's not too many places with internet. So we're lucky to have such quality. Yeah, that's amazing. So mm. I wanted to have a, a quick bonus episode with you. Uh, one, because I want to show you that it can be done if you use the freaking microphone the right way and don't have a crap internet connection like last time I tried this. Uh, <laughs> and when you I go put to America, me in some dicey motel. <laughs> and when we go to America this month, well, when I go to America this month, I want to be able to still do some podcasting with you. Mm. Now, I just finished a podcast series called Who the Hell is Hamish? And I know you haven't listened to it, John, but it's basically an episode. It's a true crime podcast episode, and you've got to go and listen to the first episode. Anyway, I don't care who you are. Go and have a listen to the first episode. And it's about this guy where over he's like 60 years old. Over his life, all he's done is basically scammed and con people into investing in his product. And then it's basically a Ponzi scheme. So, mm. how that works, if you don't know... What a Ponzi scheme is, is if I had the Glenn James Investment Fund and I got $200,000 off everybody and I built it up to a million dollars, what I would do is basically steal that money and then pay all of you out maybe $10,000 a month. But that money that I'll be paying you would be from money that I'm collecting from new suckers. So, yeah, if the money so stops the coming in, it actually falls over. Mm. And the last people in that scheme are left with nothing. Is well, right? everybody's left with nothing. Like, yes, you might be, you've, you'll always lose your capital, but you may have had some payments, quote unquote, or yep. interest payments, but it's just a return of somebody else's capital. Right. So, so yeah, it's, it's who the hell is Hamish, Hamish. And he only went to jail recently. And as of last month, um, got sentenced to, I think, 16 years in jail. Um, really? So, he's yeah. in Long Bay Jail in New South Wales. Um, mm, so go. how he did it was basically, um, sucked in, um, in this case, uh, women, uh, as a romantic partner and basically invested their superannuation. And then he would, um, get in with the women's 
in law, like his in laws or the women's parents and other people in that world and build trust. And right. then basically, um, he would then do the dodgy and then get the hell out of there and skip town and change his name. And he'd so been the doing Tinder, it Tinder version for money. Yeah. So, what I wanted to have a chat about is like, how do you find a good financial advisor? How do you make sure you're not getting hamished? And mm. how else do you find good quality professionals um, in your life for what you need? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, I guess, John, common... what are your kind of tips if if somebody was looking for a a financial professional, even accountant, uh, financial advisor, mm. even a lawyer or a mortgage broker, what do you kind of say to your clients? Yeah, I think it's a common one that we that we get, and and it's in a lot of cases I see it as n- not knowing what you don't know, sort of thing. Because a lot of clients come to us with an accountant or a mortgage broker or um, a, a specialist on their team. Um, and until we maybe ask a couple of questions of them, they, they start thinking, well, is that person actually right for me? I've had them for five or six years and haven't had an issue, but does that mean that they're the best, best person for that job? Um, so I suppose it's there's uh, some searching questions that I get my clients to ask, first and foremost, depending on the industry that they're searching for, such as, as the accountant or, or the mortgage broker. Um, and I think... Generally, the the statement if it if it sounds too good to be true, it, it probably is. Yeah, um, yeah, and and that's it. Like Hamish was promising like fifty percent returns and twenty yeah. percent returns, um, and that's just crazy. But I think what you're going on there, John, is there's two legs to this, isn't there? There's like one, we don't want to get screwed uh, by malice or um, someone dodgy. So the first thing is, how do we filter out that they're not a crook, but then mm. secondly, it's competence. Correct. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I suppose we don't deal too much with um, with crooks because they would they would stick out pretty clearly if, whether they are or they aren't. Um, I, I've never heard of this Hamish character, but yeah, obviously, I don't know. People who are attracted by that is obviously someone that's desperate for a quick gain or or something like that. I don't know, vulnerable, etc. But I, I suppose we we focus more on wool. We've overcome that part. It's more about competence and and knowing whether your mortgage broker is competent or not. Um, now, usually someone only deals with something when something's gone wrong. Um, but in our case, I suppose we ask key questions regardless of whether they've uh, let you down or not um, so that they can have that trust and, and, and uh, two-way relationship going forward. Yeah, and I guess one of the things is asking them, you know, what is your specialty? Um, now, in my financial planning business, I would get a lot of referrals and people would be like, oh, hey, my grandma or my parents uh, have to move into an aged care facility. Can you help out? Now, number one, yes, I could, um, but it's just not my specialty. So, I ended up saying, no, I can't help um, because I'm actually not great at that. Like, if you were a builder... Um, and you built decks, for example. Yeah, sure. If someone needed a, a, a Victorian era arch balcony, yeah, you might be able to do it, but it's going to take a lot longer. It's going to be more frustrating for you. You might ha- not have access to the the tools that you need. So I think it's 
It's just you've got to ask what is their preferred customer, perhaps, or who do you like to work yeah. with? Very fitting because I'm coming to you from an aged care facility today. Are you, um, are you, but, is that, <laughs> are you looking for a bed for your own? Self. <laughs> just just looking into the future yeah no my sister and my sister-in-law both uh, work here actually right, so right um so yeah but, it, it's that analogy like you've got to ask what do they specialize in because yeah correct and, and i think um i know personally and, and i think you're the same is let, let's get really good and and be an expert and be really competent in one specialty field um and then outsource to other experts that are also competent in that one field I, i'm yet to meet someone that that's outstanding in two Everything. or three yeah competent areas yeah. like or, or i shouldn't say competent areas but key professional areas like i know a lot of businesses try to mix accountants with mortgage broking with um financial advising um and now, whilst that's not a red flag, we've got to ask key questions as to who the specialty person is that runs each of those three um, professional well, fields. At, at the risk of uh, being publicly shamed, myself for saying <laughs> this, like I know there, and I won't actually mention the name, there's a, a chain of financial advice businesses that are out there. They're national. It's a brand. They're basically only mortgage brokers. And they've gone the marketing pitch of financial advisors because, yes, their mortgage brokers do have the qualification. Um, so I think it's just asking the questions. Yeah, and they're the add-on business uh, that's secondary to their, yeah. their bread and butter. Because I know is, in my is... business, like when people would come and be like, "Oh, hey, we want to buy fifteen properties," blah blah blah. I'm like, well, mm. I can't help you. I don't want your money. Go and pay John. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, and, and vice versa. Like, um, yeah, we could we could probably write loans if we wanted to, and we could do all these other bits and pieces. Um, but they're, they're not our specialty that we live and breathe every day. So we, we'd be uh, it it wouldn't be uh, in our best interest to to mm. serve that client. That and way. it's funny. I had someone reach out to me the other day. They just got they were a um, a medical professional, so a doctor, and they reached yep. out to me and said. Um, hey, I've received this advice document. Uh, can you run your eyes over it? And I rarely do this for people, but I said, look, yeah, mm. you're a friend, I will. And the advice that they receive, and these people claim to be medical specialists, yeah. uh, the advice was borderline legal and it was the most horrendous advice I've ever seen. And right? I actually looked and they'd only been um, advisors for a couple of years, so they just didn't have the experience. Right. So, I guess if I can now segue, because uh, we'll keep this a brief episode because you've got to go in five minutes. If we want to not be Hamished, so I'm talking pure how to filter out any uh, malice or anything like that, uh, a couple of things you can do in terms of financial advice or if you want to go and get insurance from an advisor, check out, if you Google the uh, financial advice register or the Money Smart financial advice register, you can put anyone's name in there. And it will tell you if they're a financial advisor and if they are, how long they've been an advisor for and if they've had any qualification, uh, any disqualifications, it will show you their qualifications and it will show you uh, a good snapshot about them. Now, that's the first thing you, t you need to do. So, you, if you type in Glenn James, it will come up and it'll tell you I've been a licensed advisor for nine years or probably over that now, 11 um, or however long it is. So, you know 
that I've been licensed and I've got a license, okay? Mm. There's also another, and this is, you must, and I would step one step back with this Hamish thing. I think he's just been totally after the vulnerable people and maybe desperate mm. or like those stories about people who've just got a, a medical payout and they're retired medically and all that. So, he was actually after the vulnerable. Um, yeah. In this day and age, just Google their bloody name. And if nothing yeah. comes up, like check if they've got a LinkedIn page, add them on LinkedIn, um, check out their website. Um, yeah. You can go to advisorratings.com.au and that's a, a rating page that's third party for financial advisors and you can check that mm-hmm. out. That that still is in its infancy. So, there could be a really good specialist advisor who's basically a saint and doesn't have any ratings. But I dare say if someone was doing something dodgy, uh, they mm. might have some info there. Um, yeah. And I think just uh, just when it goes to choosing your team of people, like I'm, I'm a big one and I tell my clients this, I'm a big one for uh, are they have they been working in the industry that you're in right now? Have they been dealing with clients, for example, um, if, if you're running a, personal training business, have you, and, and you're looking for an accountant, has that accountant um, done tax returns for personal trainers, for mm. example? Yeah. Um, from investing point of view, has your accountant actually, do they buy investment properties themselves? Do they deal with property investors on a weekly basis? Um, that That's a big one for me. So, and absolutely, like even John, you will look after a lot of uh, A-grade sports people, I mean, you've been in that world for a long time. So, you kind of know which way the wind's blowing as well. Mm. Um, So, I guess in terms of the professional, you just want to Google them. Uh, You can always get a second opinion. You could, um, if you don't know where to get a good advisor from, like when you're looking for a car mechanic, ask a couple of people, get some ratings, make sure this person actually exists, okay? Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. pretty basic, but people still get sucked into dodgy things. Um, yeah, it's now, quite astounding in today's world where the, the internet's usually shame, names yeah. and shames, doesn't it? Now, so if you've seen a financial advisor and you're getting some, you know, if you have a million dollars and we have listeners that have received inheritances and I've sent them to good advisors that I trust, um, they, when you receive financial advice, number one, you must get a written or emailed statement of advice. So, that's the actual word, statement of advice. If you go to some person who's got an investment recommendation for you, ask them, will I get a statement of advice? And if the answer is no, one, you're a wholesale investor and you've got all the freaking money in the world and you don't need one by law, or two, there's something going down that isn't right, okay? So, you've got to make sure you you get a statement of advice and the person's name that's on that is on the financial advice register. And likewise, when I recommend people chat with other professionals about getting their insurances in order, everyone will receive a formal uh, statement of advice before they implement any of the recommendations or before they act on any of the advice. So, so that's a big one. Yeah. And, and the biggest one in today's world and any good businesses run with this model is word of mouth, isn't it? Yes. So, yep. uh, Glenn, do you know a, a lawnmower in the area? I use this guy and have a, a really good uh, rapport with them and outstanding yeah. results. Well, that's great um, and engage that person but still ask the key questions. So, yeah. take some ownership yourself and just not rely on Glenn's advice of referring uh, to this lawnmower. Yeah, that's right. But I guess... I. 
differently if you are listening and you, and you don't have a good financial advisor or a mortgage broker and you do want someone. That's why we've got a bit of a panel that I look at your situation and give you an introduction to. Some people have asked mm. for two introductions. Knock yourself out. Um, and just on back onto the personality thing. I mean, if you're like me and a super chill, you might not want to go to somebody who's uh, – got their office in an ivory tower and you know it's all proper like so you've got Shirt to get the, because you, yeah you you want to basically have a, a long-term relationship with this professional so yeah you yeah. got to make sure that matches but just on the actual i guess product side the biggest flag in the world to me um would be if it's an investment fund and i'll, I'll just use me as an example i don't have this type of system but as an example if I've got a Glenn James investment fund, okay, and I'm asking my clients to put money into that fund, that's so dodgy. So, in my mm. business um, and anyone that I recommend um, to speak to for investment advice, they always use a third-party custodian to manage the wealth, okay? So, and within that, it's, not, it's generally not an unlisted fund, which, you know, that isn't on... So, it might be on the stock market. It might be a managed fund. Um, so, if I tell you, oh, John, I need you to invest 30 grand into the Glen James Property Fund, um, number one, you'd be Googling that name all day long. Um, and you've just got to run, I think, from unlisted type uh, investments that don't sit on a platform uh, while you're getting started. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, and yeah. do you see much like that in the property world where people are like um, invest in this property um, development or something where it's really internal and the only person winning is the developer? Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of unlisted stuff where, uh, where the developer works directly, uh, has an interest in it, should I say, um, directly with the clients. I think it's more of a case of... Um, through agents and sure. agents work to developers and et cetera, et cetera. Oh, sure. I think the key there is um, it needs to be, the question needs to be asked, uh, are they receiving a referral fee for that um, recommendation? And yeah. it shouldn't be the only recommendation if it is. that That's also probably a red flag. Yes. Um, and I, th- There I, might be five or six um, as opposed to just one. Hmm. And there's been people that have uh, called you for your clarity calls, John, just to get a second opinion on some property advice that they've received. Yeah, I only did one last week, actually. It was interesting that that um, person had uh, the option to proceed with, with something that was similar to that. And I just said, look, go back and ask these key questions and, yes. and find out a bit of data because, yeah, that was the, a, a real-life example where there was only one option there. So mm. there was nothing to compare it to. Yeah. And it was the only one that was put forward by his accountant. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, asking key questions usually uncovers what um, what the underlying sort of uh, process is. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, my golden rule in life um, or one of them, I've got a couple, is, you know, if you actually don't know, the answer's probably no. Like, if you're not educated in a way that you can make your own decision, you're actually not ready to pull the trigger. No. And it's okay to press pause. Don't get bullied into things that you don't want to, um, I don't know, 
yeah, just don't get bullied into making a decision if you don't understand. Yeah, and that's a good point there if I can just add yeah. in. Um, I think if someone is pressuring you into making a decision by close a business today or tomorrow or Friday, yeah. I, I think there's a real concern there. Oh, tell them to get stuffed. I mean, mm. I, I'm not held ransom by any car salesperson, real estate agent, uh, financial advisor, mortgage broker. I mean, I do mm. life on my own terms and, you I've know, you just, that. you've just got, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah. I Look, think, it's a great quality of yours. Yeah, but I mean, it has its disadvantages, but I guess you just can't be held ransom by someone mm. else's pressure on your life. You realise there's not as much banter when I'm not looking you in the eye? I know. It's probably good. We probably should never mm. be face-to-face when we do We're podcasts. We're getting straight to the point, aren't we? Yeah. yeah. One other thing I, I did uh, want to mention was I think a lot of people like to um, have that advisor or the professional in the room. They like to have them local. Um, I don't think personally that's a that's a key criteria. No, um, I wouldn't whilst- say um, because we, like we've got advisors that help people all over Australia, and it is mm. it's pretty standard now for the new or the upcoming generation to yeah. do business uh, electronically. Um, yeah, I'm a little bit weird, and it's more me. I could never do advice over the Skype or Zoom or whatever, um, mm. just because my personality needs to feel the room. Um, yeah, when I'm yeah. presenting, I, yeah. So I, I think it's really of a, a gut feel. Like most people I see don't need to see them face to face. So it's really just a case of understanding the person, understanding what they can deliver as value for you, and and, yeah. and away you go. And um, yeah, just yeah. make sure you've got your checks and balances, your Google search, your financial advice register. Um, mm. Search the business if they are. See, I had any recommended products in my financial planning business that were household names. Because, like all the investments that I recommended, all through the global financial crisis, there were no investments that were tied up and frozen in my whole business. Yeah. Because I used quality investment managers that mm. were a little bit conservative because they knew that stuff goes down and it was never about getting the best return possible. It was protecting the downside. And yeah, okay. I use the household mm. name for when I invest. So, yeah. Anything yeah, that you're recommended, Google is your friend. Don't freak out because there's bad reviews for everything. But I mean, if there's 80% of bad reviews and 20% of good reviews, probably a problem. Uh, yeah, but, you know, if there's 80, 90% wrong. good reviews, like everyone's always got a problem with something. Um, mm. So, yeah, just. Yeah, and, and just on the whole in person thing, um, yeah. <laughs> I told, told a client that I was going to Brisbane for the whole. Uh, live podcast event yeah and said look by by all means let's uh, let's have a catch up and she's like no nah, i'm not 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 fussed with it because basically our coaching program for her is online yeah um via phone skype etc so she was happy not to not to see me so yeah and i'm pretty happy fun. not to be looking at you right now yeah <laughs> all right i'm going i'll see you soon right okay bye If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. 
My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organization that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Ghetto Proprietary Limited, trading a sort your money out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.